Why, hi. Good to see you, and welcome to those that are joining us. Uh, it came to me as we were worshiping this morning the, that there's a whole new experience when you say, I want something new. You know, you bought new furniture, new car, the old is gone. You're like, yeah, I got something new. That's what we want to talk about this morning uh, as we look to the scriptures, that the old is gone and the new has come. And I'm going to bring out a friend later on to help uh, explain that. But if you get that picture, that's what I want us to look at. That when we are, and no matter where you are in your walk with Jesus, where you're trying to learn more of who he is, uh, wherever you are in that, I hope you'll grasp hold of what takes place in when you come to faith in Jesus Christ. That the old goes and the new comes. Because sometimes that gets a little blurry. And I do believe this is something we need to know. And so I just want to check. Uh, we are all good. Um, all the young'uns have left, so that's good. Uh, don't want to scare anybody, because my old self is quite scary. And so I just, just want to make sure, because I want to introduce you to my old self a little bit. But we'll be able to handle that, so that's good. Uh, I am looking at Romans chapter 6 this morning, and so... I want you to look at it, if you have your Bibles or an app, I want you to turn to it, uh, because it is important that we see the Scriptures. We know the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we know the Scriptures speak to us, and so when you have both those, and we just invite them to come, because I want to talk about this new life that happens in Christ. So no matter where we are, God can speak to us. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word, we do pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and work and teach us more of who you are and just what it is to live with you and for you. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, give me clarity again just for your anointing to give me freedom to preach your word. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So here's the text. Romans chapter 6, he is just referring to the sin. Uh, should we continue to sin, so forth? What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? So if I sin more, I'll have more grace than you. That is not what he's saying, is it? He goes, by no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Think about that. This is Paul's argument. Remember, he is, he's come through, he's told, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody, he's walked through that. The wrath of God is upon everyone. I don't want to turn my back to you, uh, so forgive me. Uh, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried. That's the whole baptism. Immersion, going under. Okay? We were buried, therefore, with him in by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. There's that new that we want to look at. For if we have been united with him in death like his, Paul just keeps 
I, I lose track with Paul when I read Romans. So I don't want you to lose track, and I'll probably lose track even as I read, because he keeps repeating himself, it seems. He's building it up. For if we have been united with him in his death, like his, we shall certainly be united with him in the resurrection, just like his. We know that our old self, did you hear that? We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. What is Paul talking about? Our old self. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. There's that statement again. For one who has died has been set free from sin. So if you died, you are set free from sin. Amen? Yeah, I'm free from sin if I die. That leaves a lot of other things. Something's missing, isn't there? Uh, so we're going to draw through this. For the one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, here it is, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. That death that Jesus died was once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So you notice there's a choice that has to be made for every person. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. To make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. But present yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Old to new. From death to life. And your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you. Since you are not under the law, but under grace. And we're going to stop there in this passage. It, he continues on it. It's good. Please do read it. Hopefully you have read it. Uh, but I have a time restraint that i got to work with. So I'm going to stay there. Uh, the first thing I want us to understand about baptism, and this is about the old going and the new coming. Baptism testifies to our union with Christ. For if we have been united with him in his death, like his, we shall certainly be united with him in the resurrection, like his. It testifies to our union with him. So, if you are going under the waters of baptism, you are showing that I am testifying to my union with Christ. I am dying to self and rising to this new life in Christ Jesus. So, we know... Baptism doesn't save us. So it's important to understand faith unites one to Christ. And Pastor Tom was talking about that these last two weeks even. It's about faith. Uh, baptism symbolizes our union with Christ. So that's the critical. It's like the wedding ring. Okay? This wedding ring doesn't have any power to say that I'm married. I could wear You could be single and wearing a ring. So, 
means nothing. It was my vows that I made to my wife. This is significant only because of the vows that I've made. Baptism is very significant, very important, because it testifies, symbolizes our union to Christ Jesus. You follow me so far? You with me? Okay. <laughs> so it is important. We need to understand baptism. Um, someone put it this way. Some preacher. I don't take notes of who it was. Uh, baptism gets the meaning and its importance from the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who died in our place, who died for our sins, and has triumphed over death in his resurrection that guarantees our new and everlasting life. It is something we do because of the importance of what Jesus Christ has done for us. That's why we get baptized. Not also that he told us, go make disciples and baptize them. So it is a command, but it's very significant why we get baptized. It testifies to our union with Christ, which is important. It testifies to the world of our relationship, our allegiance to Jesus. I am now in relationship with Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with uh, initiation to become a member or to be cleansed. It has everything to do with your decision to follow Jesus, to give your allegiance to Jesus, that I am dying to self and rising to this new life in Christ Jesus. That's the important part of this picture, that the old is gone, the new has come. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. That is what, what baptism testifies to, that I am now give allegiance to Jesus Christ. I am his. He is mine. It's a beautiful picture. It says in Romans 10, which we will eventually get to, uh, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Baptism testifies to that truth that you have been following Christ. I'm dying to self. The old is gone, the new has come. Then we also have this union also testifies to the spiritual realm that you are now under the power and authority of Jesus Christ. It, it shouts it out there saying, I am under the power and authority of Jesus. Uh, if we actually recognize Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. But now in Christ Jesus, that has been taken care of. That in John 10, 28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus says, I've got them. I'm a child of God now. In James 4, submit therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And I love this one. When, when we feel attacked and we're starting to question the challenges, little children, you are from God. You have overcome them. For he who is, he who is in you 
as a follower of Christ, you have Christ in you. He who is in you is greater than he that's in the world. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Yes, there will be trouble. There will be challenges. There will be tribulations and suffering. Pastor Tom talked about that last week. But take heart. Be encouraged. Then also, this is the the big one to me, because I think this is where we have the challenge. When we say the old is gone, the new has come. I'm going to bring out my friend, uh, because this guy might be a little more, this is my old self, okay, so I'm just going to prepare you. My old self wasn't such a good person, okay? I remember once when I hit a girl, I did go see her in the hospital, so I thought that was a good thing. I hit her with a car, but uh, I should clarify. (laughs) Uh, I did things that I'm not proud of now. There was issues that I I, I fell into, and uh, my parents reminded me that I was a sinner. The police reminded me that I was a sinner uh, often. And so I knew my old self was not a good person. I tried to be good, but I wanted nothing to do with Jesus Christ. So I was anti-Christ. I wanted nothing to do with him. So I'm preparing you for the old self, okay? He was a little taller back then, uh, just so you're aware. Come here, buddy. This is my old self. He's my buddy. He's a little weak right now. But that's the good thing. I was like, how do I illustrate to you, to you watching, how do I illustrate this thing about our old self? The Bible talks about the flesh, the, the sinful nature. And it's referring to our old self. So if you haven't given your life to Jesus, all you have is the old self. That's it. You have the Holy Spirit on the outside convicting you of sin. I had that. And my parents, uh, bless their hearts, uh, that would convict me of sin. The police would convict me of sin. But that was my old self. I didn't have anything else. So when it, when it comes to baptism, it's literally going under the water. If I can take my buddy, my old self, stand him up and say, he's going under. He's dead. He died. I come up. And now there's a new person in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. Got the picture? The old is gone. That is really important that we understand that. and Because uh, we do every so often. The only way this guy comes up, if I resurrect him, I take him up. You ever did that? You take your old self and you brought him up? And if you are living as a Christian and you have, often we can pull up our old self and I want to go to church. Well, I want to watch a football game. I want to go to church. Well, he wants to walk. And we have this issue of two natures trying to live together. That is why the scripture See you later. Uh, That is why he says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. 
make you obey its command. Don't do that. Do not present your members to the sin as instruments of unrighteousness. Make sure he stays dead. That means I need to walk in the spirit. But often we resurrect our old man, the old self. I don't know if you've ever done that. You don't have to raise your hand if you have, because I know you have. <laughs> Just yesterday, we had the grandkids over. We were having an awesome time. They brought all their ammunition. This Mennonite was shooting them with those, whatever, styrofoam darts. <laughs> we were having fun. And then my wife, who was losing, uh, <laughs> asked the grandkids, hey, do you want to go swimming? And the kids, yeah! Neil doesn't want to go swimming. <laughs> so I'm literally, old self pops his head up. I go to my chair and I sit. Pouting, because I can't play anymore. And Linda's like, you coming? I'm like, I guess. Literally, I went to the pool with my grandkids, smiled at the lady as I don't even think I paid her now that I think about it. Uh, we went swimming without getting paid, without paying. I need to correct that. But <laughs> the Spirit of God does amazing things. Uh, so I go into the pool, they take off, and I'm... And eventually I get this far in the water, and their kids are playing around, and Linda's like, you coming? I guess. I went into this far. I was not wanting to go into play in the pool with the grandkids. And eventually, I had to repent and put down the old nature, that sinful nature, and say, no, I need to let go of its passions and desires that wants my way. But this is how we live as followers of Christ. So if you have never given your life to Christ, and you wonder why these Christians go back and forth every so often, we can resurrect the dead. We can allow that sinful nature to take control. And that's why Paul says don't. Remember, you have been united in baptism. You have been united in death. You've raised to new life. Now don't let it take control again. Unfortunately, that does happen. Let not sin, therefore reign in your mortal body to make, you obey, to make you obey its passions. Don't let it. Don't let it. Before, I had no, no reason. That's all I had was the old nature. I could try to be good. I did good things. But it was the old nature, the sin nature, the flesh. It was still under the wrath of God. So to understand the difference between a, a Christian and a non-Christian, one that's given their life to Christ and one that hasn't, for, for one that you haven't yet given your life to Christ, all you have is that old nature. And that's what Romans 1 and 2 talks about. The wrath of God is upon the unrighteous, the wickedness of mankind. Jesus came to pay that in full. So now when I said, 
yes to Jesus. That night, I went, out of Linda's scare, we went and we, I prayed a prayer. Remember, I was raised going to church. Maybe you have as well. So you knew of God. You knew of Jesus Christ. You knew the story that he died and rose again and that he died for my sins. I knew that. So does the devil. And I still wanted nothing to do with Jesus Christ. I wanted to live my life of partying. But that night, out of love for Linda, I went and took her to my parents, and they shared the gospel with us. And I prayed a prayer, acknowledging out loud that I was a sinner, which I already knew, but I said it out loud, and I said, Jesus, I accept that, and I ask you to come into my life. I had no idea he died. My old nature died that moment. Because I went right back to my partying, to my gang, out on the streets in Abbotsford. But I didn't indulge. I didn't go down that path. And it was about a week. And I realized something had happened. The old nature died. I was actually now hungering after the word of God. And I have never read a book at all to this point. I had other people do my schoolwork. Uh, I, I just, I couldn't read because I had an issue with learning. So I cheated all the way to that point. But all of a sudden, I had a hunger for word of God. And I started reading and it started making sense. And I started, Lydia and I were going to studies from different churches. We just wanted to learn the word of God. I had no idea what happened. Do you need to know this? Absolutely. That when you give your life to Christ, the old self dies. Don't pick it up. <laughs> Let it stay dead. Because some of us have gotten comfortable with walking around with our old self. We've given our life to Jesus, but we walk around with our old self. And we shouldn't. Galatians 2.20. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Look at that truth for a bit. It's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. For each one of us, we have to come to this place of acknowledgement that the old is good. No matter how good you are, the wrath of God is still upon you until you give your life to Jesus. And we, we can try to be good, and some people, some people are really good. You're just good. I'm envious how you could be good, and even without Jesus, you could be good. But we need Jesus. Because it's still, no matter how good you are, the wrath of God is still upon you. So when we give our life to Christ, baptism testifies to my, I am united in Christ. The wrath of God has been removed. Woo! 
Yeah, amen. There's no more wrath of God because I've given my life to Christ and he did it once and for all. But now we still linger like we want to do more sin that grace may abound. God says, no. We need to choose daily, hour by hour, moment by moment. Nope, I'm crucified with Christ. In my early walks with Jesus, and God did a transformation, but this verse was my lifeline when I wanted to go back. I said, nope, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The other verse that I, I, I walked with was, no temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted more than you are able. And even with temptation will provide a way of escape. So I lived in those two verses as I hungered after the gospel and wanting to know Jesus. I continued to say, no, no longer I live. Christ who lives in me. I've chosen to choose to walk with Jesus. And the enemy has no control over me because of the power of God that works within me. But I have to give myself over to him. Because some people ask this question. Well, that person gave their life to Christ, but it, I, I sure don't see anything. That's not for you or I to judge. Because we need to look back into our own self and say, am I living with the Spirit of God dwelling within me? Is there new life in Christ in me? Because that's what baptism testifies, that now I've raised to new life. That I, I give allegiance to Jesus. I am now baptized. I testify that I am in relationship with Christ. I testify to the realms of the, the spiritual world that I am under God's authority, not theirs. I testify to the self that it is dead. It no longer has power over me. And I testify to this new life in Christ because there's a transformation that takes place. We now walk in newness of life because of what Christ has done. There's something that happens and we live there. And I love this verse as I'm trying to see where my time is. Uh, I will give you a new heart. This is in the Old Testament before Jesus comes. This is what's going to happen. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you and I'll take away your stony, stubborn. The Jews were stony and stubborn heart. God had called them that a few times. And I'm going to give you a tender, responsive heart. That's what takes place when you give your life to Jesus Christ. We just got to make sure this doesn't kill us over as Christians. That's important. That's what God offers. Isn't that what you want? A sensitive heart? A new heart? A, the Spirit of God that dwells within us and gives us life? That's what He offers to us who would believe, to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You're his child. So concluding in this, I ask the question, the Spirit of God asked the question of you, where are you at? Where are you at these days?
Do you want a tender heart and say, Lord, I just want you to come in. I've never asked you to come into my life. I know who you are, but I, I, I'm gonna, I just ask that you would come in. I acknowledge I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that he died and rose again. You're a child of God. You need to tell somebody. You need to take the steps of baptism <laughs> because that's what it represents. Uh, it, how many of you would go, I mean, to a wedding and there's always the this, this ceremony of the wedding ring that seals the vows that you have now made? Sort of like baptism. It seals the vows that you have made that now I'm a new person in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. But for others, we've been struggling. We've been raising this guy up. And we've been living in that life. And Keith Green wrote this song, and it, it sometimes permeates my heart when I, I, I hear it. My eyes are dry. My faith is old. My heart is hard. My prayers are cold. I know how I ought to be, alive to you and dead to me. Oh, what can be done for an old heart like mine? And here's the prayer. Soften it up with the oil and wine. The oil is you, your spirit of love. Please wash me anew in the wine of your blood. And if that's your heart this morning, you just want that freshness of that re-surrender to Christ as we've taken that song as well. This is the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit. This is when we allow Christ to dwell in us. God is at work. And we have love and joy and peace. In the midst of this turmoil and, and the challenges that go on in our world, this is what God offers us, you and me, in Christ Jesus. That's ours. That's mine. And all we can do is look in the mirror and say, is this evident or have I gotten cold and hard? I have been crucified with Christ. If this is your prayer that this is you, this is what you want, I'm going to ask you to say it along. I'm going to say it first and you can soak it in. If this is what you want to say, this is your prayer, I declare it. I declare it some days. I just, when I'm driving or at home or sometimes in my office, it's no. No longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. And I no longer live, but Christ who lives in me, the life I now live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself up for me. If you're at home, I want to hear it from your home out to here. Uh, if, if you feel you, this is your heart, I want you to read along with me. Let's even stand. Can you join me? Because then we can say it louder, right? I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Heavenly Father, you have heard our confession. We ask that you would come that you would fill us with your spirit. Everyone that has announced this, I pray, God, would you minister to them 
Would you build into them that fruit of the Spirit that only comes from you? Lord, we need your transforming power. Lord, we pray for your victory in our lives that we will not allow the old self to raise itself up, that we will choose to walk with you in the power of your spirit. Lord, those that are struggling, I pray, minister to them. Lord, for those that have confessed you as their Lord and Savior today, I pray, God, that you would spur in their hearts to share it with others. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.